Welcome to the Silicon Valley Beat, a police podcast about law enforcement life in the heart of Silicon Valley. We've already said where we're from. Sharing stories, interviewing guests, answering questions, and pulling the curtain back one show at a time. Okay, okay, let's get on with it. Down to 911, what is the address of the emergency? Welcome to the Silicon Valley Beat. I am Lieutenant Saul Jager, and this is... Katie Nelson. I'm we, the PIO. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm all excited. I, I got coffee today, so I'm Two going... Two cups. Look out, world. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much like every other day. <laughs> anyway, we have uh, a, an exciting guest today. This is our, our Police Academy um, version, session, what do we call it? Edition. This? Edition. Podcast. Mm-hmm. Words. Yes. Uh, what, what were you saying to me earlier? Today. Words, Katie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we're going to be talking about uh, hiring and recruitment um, for the police department. And so with that, we have uh, Sergeant Kevin Galloway, who's actually now in charge of our personnel and training unit. For those hardcore listeners, <sighs> right? hardcore listeners remember that he was on the podcast Several years ago now. Two could have been five years ago. Yeah, yeah several years ago. Yeah. Two several. <laughs> uh, in a different position as a detective. So welcome, Kevin. It's good welcome to be back. back. Good to be back. Yes. Yeah, yeah we've yeah. been missing you. You've been one that we wanted to talk to. Stop making noise with the paper, Saul. It doesn't pick it up. Okay. Oh. I'm a pro. I'm a pro, Katie. <laughs> and here I am having to sit on my hands because I keep touching things. <laughs> <laughs> if we could only live stream this. All right, well, you want to... Like uh, when you go shopping? <laughs> Nobody's supposed to know about that. You want to dive into it? Sure. We want to go with first the uh, quick hit trivia. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right. So what is our quick hit trivia today, Saul? Oh, I I have the the script in front of me. I see how today's going to go. I'm giving you the lead. Okay. What, Kevin, Mm. hi, what is the process (laughs) to get into the police academy? Well, first you start off with an application. Um, Typically, we will post um, several times a year on calops.org an announcement for any one of three types of of positions, either a trainee, which will go into the police academy. They've never been to the police academy before. Uh, Someone who has been to and completed the police academy but has not worked for a police department. Or someone has been to the academy and recently or is currently working for another police department. But it all starts with the application. Um, we will screen those, um, and those that qualify will be invited to a first interview, and that will be attended by uh, one officer, excuse me, two officers, and one uh, representative from the HR department. Okay. And uh, those that successfully pass that interview will be invited to a second interview, which we call the executive interview. That'll be with the chief and one captain. And uh, if they successfully pass that interview, they'll be selected to start a background process that involves uh, mainly reference checks, um, talking to neighbors, talking to former um, relations, family, right. uh, employers, et cetera, uh, verifying driving record, citizenship. Yep. Um, once the background process is completed successfully, um, a second review of that background will be done and if so the person will go through a psychological exam as well as a medical exam once those are completed and if everything's good (laughs) so before you even get here guys (laughs) Mm -hmm. i'm just waiting like go on there's more (laughs) it's long um before 
or following the, the psychological exam and the medical exam, uh, a final job offer will be submitted if the person accepts it then uh, they will begin if it's uh, someone who's not been to the academy before we will schedule them to attend one of the academies uh, locally um, those are planned out in advance so we're kind of tied to their start date uh, in the meantime we'll get them fitted for uniforms get them all the equipment all the gear ready to go yep once they start the academy that's depending on the exact campus they go to uh, close to six months I'll spend in that so so wait what's the time frame just for the application process through like the the psych you know the psych evaluation and the poly and all that the from the start of the application through the interviews I will say about a month to two months um, we schedule it based on how many applicants we have um, the key really is that background phase because uh, depending on a person's history um, there may be a lot of people to talk to, a lot of um, roommates, former employers, boyfriends or girlfriends. Military. Military. Yeah, um, yeah and then if you're out of state or out of the country, like that yep. takes even longer. Sure, out of state, if there's travel involved, that's going to extend it quite a bit. Transcripts need to be submitted and received uh, from high schools, colleges. Right. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got to uh, really want it. A lot of things coming together. Um, there's, It's not complicated. But it, it does take a lot of time, and that it's a real question mark as to how long because it really depends on the responsiveness of the applicant for submitting the documents that they need to and uh, the references that they uh, submit for us to check. Yep. And again, if they're out of state or they're just not responsive, that's going to extend things, but they need to be uh, spoken to, and various information needs to be confirmed or verified. Um, and we can't proceed without that. So that that part of it is a real question mark. But to kind of give some idea of how long it takes, uh, I estimate about three months for that. And that's if everything goes perfectly according to plan. Right. That's not you know this, that's not an outlier either really really quickly mm-hmm. um, or very very uh, lengthy background process. Dang. Yeah, I think we've seen the length of that. It, go from you know two months to over a year depending on deployments with the military and trying to get a hold of other things and documents mm-hmm. and all of the things that have to happen but I can tell you that that's actually pretty streamlined from like when Kevin and I went through the process it was really sort of kind of a mess you know to go through it was very just one at a time and and it took a very very long time I think my process uh, anyway it my process doesn't matter but it, it took a it took a long time are you trying not to age yourself yeah <laughs> <laughs> to get the Pony Express to bring right. documents was really difficult at the time. But um, I did want to explore a little bit um, because you mentioned basically there's like three different uh, positions, three different levels like for police officers as they're going through this. There's like pure entry level, right. no academy, no mm-hmm. experience being a, a, a police officer. Um, so the, the greenest of the green. And right. then there's the uh, current academy attendees or academy grads, right? And that's kind of the second one. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then those are people that are self-sponsoring through an academy. They're not affiliated with a specific agency. Um, and they're just kind of going through on their own. And then there's what lat- a true what we call a lateral, mm-hmm. which would be somebody who's already employed as a police officer somewhere right. um, that wants to change positions and come to Mountain View. Cause, right. Because we're awesome. Mm-hmm. We are awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, good. I think we kind of hit it. We actually touched on some other stuff that we're gonna we're gonna hit on. I like as that we, we have go. like a nice segue from what Kevin was talking about until like our spilling the tea section about yeah. 
Please Let's do, do it. it. Should we do the spilling of tea session? Yeah, go for it. Because we need the fancy sounder. <laughs> Not that. Oh, wait, no. That's <laughs> that was a pigeon. I know. <laughs> That's is that supposed to be that? Mouth, That's our sounder. Yeah, we do. We're spilling the tea is the no. Yeah, spilling the tea is a pigeon. No, it's this sound. Okay. Oh my god, I'm so tired. Yeah, this is so do fun. It. So let's talk about the like like current 21st century hiring for police officers, right? Why, um, you know, we we hear a lot from the community about like, well, how you know why is it why are you so short staffed? Like, what's going on? And how you should just hire more hire more cops right or a lot of questions i hear is why is it so hard to hire someone why you know of course they people think there are a ton of good people out there but so kevin what do you what do you think is the reason why it's it's difficult for like mountain view police department specifically why is it hard for us to find cops well uh number one probably the easiest most obvious thing out there is the economy Um, unemployment is Mm. extremely low um and in silicon valley I think there's probably a bias towards wanting to work in high tech or being so exposed to high tech that that's where people assume uh, the good jobs are, the good careers are. Um, Maybe that's where people's interests tend to lie because they read about the companies and so forth that are here and they don't really give public service or law enforcement um, as much of a thought because it's not in front of their face all the time. Right. It's Um, usually behind their car. Oh, uh, dad jokes! <laughs> oh my God, can Gosh. we have a tally going of dad this, jokes? Yeah, this going, I just got one. That's going on downhill that's so fast. Recorded. <laughs> that was recorded. <laughs> yes. Um, secondly, um, the 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 pension situation um, is such that local governments are having difficulty funding um, uh, retirees. Um, medical costs are constantly going up at a much higher rate than inflation. Yeah. So as a result, they're extending, really stretching out the length of your career more than it used to be. Yep. Um, and then the, the percentage of your pay that you would receive in retirement is actually being cut down a little bit. So that's not in our favor because, um, and you can chime in as, if you think so as well, but for me, that was a, a big plus in my mind when I looked into law enforcement, um, not knowing a whole lot about the job specifics, but just in terms of looking at the career and quality of quality of life, um, those those have big impacts. It's interesting to look at like, the the amount of scrutiny that police departments have that they're under currently more than ever before. Kind of discourages people to be in this business. Not that we're hiding anything, but right. it's like, wow, I don't. I mean, I'm trying to do the best job I can, but why would I want to go through that, right? right. My name's going to get put everywhere. And right, be under face. the microscope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for anything. It could right. be anything. It could be a false allegation of whatever, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't even matter. Right. Um, so why would I do that? Or I could go work for you know XYZ company or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you're um, a public employee under you know, in the public sector under the public eye, and I mm-hmm. think a yeah. lot of people, my peers that have gone through the process, you know, we've changed the way we interact with people. We've changed the way that we talk about things. If we have social media accounts, we've changed the way about how we express ourselves. And right. um, that, that's that been interesting to mentally have to ad- adapt that way. So the, the next part of that, though, that we wanted to get into was um, who wants to be a cop today? And I, and I think if if I can ask the question, then just answer it myself. <laughs> Feel free. I can't stop you. Because these are uh, pigeon sound effects. Um, it, and it, you can, I mean, you can go further with this, but it feels like 
um, and as we've talked, Katie and I have talked to people that have been retired for years, um, people that have passed away, unfortunately, and we've had a lot of kind of high touch with like legacy employees that have, that have been through this uh, for a very, very long time. It's the same mentality of person. Like we're still looking for high ethics, strong value systems, um, and that type of person. And we still, even in times that are hard like this, we're still able to vet them out. And then there's another side of that too. Uh, what makes Mountain View special are the people that we have here. That's one of the things. But we've become a destination for laterals. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's become attractive to come here. Uh, you know, the pay is relative, you know, the same kind of wherever. But why, why is it that people are coming here? So I think, first of all, address, if you don't mind, like, why do you think, uh, who wants to be a cop today and, and why is that valuable? Right. Um, I would say the person who ends up being in law enforcement has um, a very high commitment level. And when I say commitment, I mean commitment to society, um, not just themselves, not just you know working in their own little space with blinders on. They see that uh, the the purpose and the benefit that law enforcement is to society as a whole. Um, when I talk to people who are applying or are considering applying, um, I say keep in mind we are always working for our victims. Uh, sometimes those victims had something bad happen to them many many years ago sometimes those victims had something bad happen to them five minutes ago mm-hmm. sometimes that person isn't a victim yet but they're about to be if we can't if we don't get out there and interject ourselves between people who are committing crimes or intend to commit crimes and the potential victims so that's the the kind of commitment and broader perspective um, that I think a successful applicant would have and I'm crying. The, that was beautiful. Oh my god! I was like, I need to write beautiful. that down somewhere. <laughs> I have this quote book on my phone. I'm putting that in there. That's great. The uh, and kind of relating this to the application process, that's both a blessing and a curse. The the curse is that it takes so long that either another agency couldn't hire that person before we can, right? Or um, they just become disinterested and or fatigued with the process. Exactly, yeah. and it's always one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. And, right. You know, the hiring date just never seems to get any closer. It feels like um, the upside to that is if they're willing to go through all that, then there we are consumed that their commitment level is pretty high. Um, so the the type of person we're looking for who you know has that. Um, care of society, caretaking uh, aspect or perspective on society, and is willing to say, I'm less concerned about what people might say about me on social media or whisper about me to my friends or behind my back just because I'm an officer and I'm more concerned about the positive that this this career brings to Doing the right society. thing yes. regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful. That's that's fantastic. Mic drop. Yeah, we need, we need a we need a sound effect for that because that clunk. Ha- I mean, <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll work on it. Yeah, no, that's 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 it. Uh, there was another um, podcast that I listen to regularly uh, that talks about you know like ninety. I really love this quote. He's the, it was a um, retired detective, I think. But anyway, he was saying that ninety percent of the people and ninety percent of the job that we do. Um, anybody can do 90% of the population can can do that right it's not that hard like mm-hmm. the, the skills necessary are not crazy you can learn it all these kind of things but what differentiates um, a good candidate or a, a good cop from 
anybody in society is that 10%. Mm -hmm. How you react in a stressful situation, are you willing to get in the middle of something, right? Are you willing to run into a problem instead of running away? Those are the things that set people apart, and that's part of the reason why the process is the way it is, right? One, it's logistically impossible to do it any faster. Um, (laughs) But the other part is- We'll work on that. (laughs) Yeah, the other part is to really to kind of vet out people that are willing, that really want it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we said earlier in the academy too. The academy's not quite as crazy paramilitary as it used to be at one point, but there's a reason why there's stress inoculation and there's things because but also the academy is crazy long too, right? Like that's a whole six months, yeah, seven months. Yeah, it's a whole other process. It, you have the application portion, yep. which could be three months and mm-hmm. maybe some more, plus six to seven months in the academy. So that's ten, I can math. That's ten months right there. <laughs> so that's almost a year of your life mm-hmm. just to essentially get to that point where the department's like, okay, we choose you. We Pikachu. choose you. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, and and the other part too is that you know we want. We and you would should want to learn that you are not right for this job before you start this job. Right. Because you don't want to find out you're not right for this job when bullets are flying or you're going to get into a fight. At the wrong moment. Yeah, because yep. then you have other problems, right? And you're not doing the community caretaking and protecting victims um, first. Right. So, yeah, well said. Very good. Okay, behind the curtain. Yeah, we, let's no, do- we, we got to do behind the curtain. Yeah, we do. Okay, I thought we did it, but we didn't. <laughs> yeah. That's also not that the sound sounds effect. like a curtain. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Yes, it does. I have, All right. I have those Behind the curtain. Me. Here we go. Okay. So, um, what does the process look like at Mountain View? Like once you get here. So I'm, you know, after the academy's done. And you graduate. And you, you have gr- to graduate. Oh yeah. When you successfully complete the academy. That would be a plus. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, what happens next? Detail. Well, you just become a police officer and you're good to go, right? So the very first thing that's going to happen is you're going to be sworn in. Um, ah. Prior to this, you are a trainee. You are not a police officer under the definition of a police officer by the state of California. Um, so you'll be sworn in by the chief, and um, at that point, you are in that classification, and we're going to start an in-house training phase, which is four weeks, and that will will go back and revisit and reinforce some of the more critical skills that the academy has taught. And we're going to um, train people on things that are specific to Mountain View, uh, obviously the city itself, the physical layout, um, but uh, the forms that we use, our report writing system, who your chain of command is, where to park your car, I mean, everything from A to Z. Yep. Then once that four weeks is done, you'll be assigned a field training officer. Then you're going to go out on the street. Prior to that, it is is truly in-house, in the building. It's like a classroom all over again. Exactly. Yep. Um, so once you're with your FTO, um, you're going to start taking cases. And we have we, we followed a, a, the guidelines that the state provides for us so that it's, it's very structured. And we try and get people as much exposure as possible. Obviously, we're subject to whatever calls we're given. Um, you'll spend a month with that first FTO, then a month with the second, month with the third, and then a uh, final two-week shadow period where usually your first FTO will just be an observer only. And uh, the purpose of that is so that they can see the progression from that first phase to the last phase. And uh, assuming everything is is where it needs to be, then you'll be granted uh, release from probation and you're out there and you're on the street and you're working with your team. And Well, not necessarily release from probation. Release from the program and then you're on your own. And then you're you're still on probation depending on the amount of time you have left in your because you're on prob- it's a probationary employee for 
a year, 18 months. 18 months. 18 months. So, I'm sorry, that you're correct. I meant released from the field training program. There you go. Onto patrol. So you'll be working with your team. Um, you're not just kicked out of the nest and left to figure it out. Yeah. Um, your team members are there to, to help you, and your sergeant's there to help you. So uh, the the point there is that the learning continues um, because you can't. It's just not realistic to think you're going to get exposed to every single thing you need to be um, within that field training time period. Right. Um, because again, we we can only go to the calls we're given. Um, so I always felt like that's when the real learning started was after the field training phase. And you're forced to make decisions on your own. There's no one behind your shoulder watching you. You don't have that distraction. Uh, so you can focus a lot more on what you're doing. And for me personally, that's when the job got a lot more fun. Yeah. Well, you become part of the team right. for real, and you're a member of that group. And, right. Um, back to... Uh, as somebody's going through the process, the application, because I think we'll do another show on the FTO process. Sure. I think it's that would be really um, fascinating. So if you're interested and you think that would be a good topic, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what, what are some pitfalls that people have that um, that are avoidable, like in the in the beginning processes, either the application process? We don't have to get into like the interviews and interview techniques, but what are some things that you don't show up in flip flops, right, to an interview? Yes. Those kind of little tips and tricks. Oh, right. My God. Um, uh, we get quite a broad range of people coming in, and it kind of surprises me that not everybody treats it as a professional situation. Mm -hmm. um, that is a job interview. This is a career. Uh, we we consider this a professional job. Um, so we want to see someone who comes in reflecting their uh, understanding of that. Again, their commitment. Commitment. So yeah, take it seriously. Tie your shoes. Wear a jacket and a tie. Yeah. Um, but uh, aside from that, uh, pitfalls in the process are not being upfront with things that you have in your background. Um, not, you know, some mistakes or poor decisions in your past don't necessarily mean uh, that you'll be excluded. We look at each case individually. Um, there are circumstances involved in every, every situation. We listen to that. Uh, can't make any promises as to what. You know the outcome would be um, every situation is different but trying to hide something is a losing proposition 100% of the time yep. so if you have something you're not proud of we all do just be upfront about it um, we'll, we'll talk about it and go from there and if, if you don't mind me interjecting mm -hmm. a little bit that's actually a theme that will happen throughout your entire career um, because if you lie as a police officer anytime in your career um, you're kind of useless to the cause, exactly, right. um, because your your word you can't testify certain things, and um, it's all based on trust. And so, if you're lying to get into the process, I would take a real hard look at your motivation and, and what you're feeling to actually figure out whether this is right for you or not. Okay, and, sorry, and from Off my soapbox, <laughs> from the side of the curtain. Oh God. When we need to have him on all the time so yeah. he can give me this. You should host. You should host this. You and I should do this. Let's get rid of sure. Excuse me. Um, I've been in jury trials and we've I've seen what you wear to jury I, trials. Well, it's awesome, okay. guys. <laughs> different show, right? Different show. Um, I've been on the stand myself, and maybe more importantly, I've seen officers on the stand, and I watch the jurors and. It, it's very reassuring to me, but it's also something that we can't take lightly or take for granted that 
you, you can tell that they are they're fixated on what that person is saying, the officer is saying, and they have they assume a level of trust and a, a level of truthfulness and accuracy about what that person is, is saying, and that's yeah. that's important to our entire justice system. So it does start, you know, at the very beginning, with like you're saying, uh, Saul, that just be honest about it. Hiding it will do you no good whatsoever. That much I can promise. Um, if there's something you want to talk about, we'll listen yep. and we'll go from there. Um, every department has different uh, guidelines and rules that they follow. So what is what works for Mountain View may not work for another agency and vice versa. Uh, so again, another reason not to try and um, uh, hide something. Um, other pitfalls are not providing the documents. Um, I, I, I truly cannot proceed you know, with this piece missing or that piece missing. Right. It has to be complete. Um, otherwise, it will just sit there in the cabinet until I get it or the person finally withdraws or just stops uh, responding to contact. So maybe something they can do up front to best prepare for that then would be you know, you'll get a list of what's, it's not like a surprise of what's there. Right. So exactly. get yourself in front of that list early on. You know what we're going to already ask for, transcripts, um, you know, applicants. Talk to you. Oh, here's another little tr tip, too. Um, you know, prepare your people that are going to get called on your background. Yes. Let them know that it's important that they get back to the backgrounder as soon as possible. Right. Right. I, so kind of like own yeah. the process and be proactive about this. Exactly. Th those are great points. And I'll kind of spin a little bit off on that uh, particularly with your neighbors mm. because the background investigator will show up knock on the door and you know somebody will peek out behind the curtain curtains <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not doing it every time <laughs> yes but won't come to the door um, because that actually you know, happened with me because they're trying to sell life insurance or whatever <laughs> So that you don't sell life insurance, do you? No, I just live in an apartment complex where we don't know our neighbors. Right. Okay. Yeah. So perfect point. Um, give them the heads up. Hey, this person's going to be coming. They'll probably even tell you what day, um, and give give your uh, neighbors a you know offer to mow their lawn for them or something. That <laughs> just come to the door. Just talk to the person. It only takes a few minutes. Uh, questions are very basic, and then uh, they'll be gone. So yeah. Uh, that's a great point. Yeah. And yeah, the other one too, specific to Mountain View, but pretty much universal. I, I always tell people, treat every time you come to the police department as a potential interview. So for your interview, it should be obvious, but if you're a man, wear a suit and tie, like business suit and tie and conservative, right? Don't wear, a, unless you're Kevin Galloway, don't wear a purple <laughs> jacket. You don't know, rock that jacket. Yeah, I know you, you do. You can pull it off, but no, conservative. Right? You don't want to. You don't want to. You want to look conservative. Right. You, you don't want to look like crazy. So right, that's not I think a time the term to show is presentable. Your... You want to be presentable right. and again professional. Right? Yes, this yeah. is a professional interview. Right, and then women, same thing. Business. If you look at executive business dress, that's what we're expecting in an interview. But beyond that, should be obvious, right? right. I, although I've seen craziness. Mm -hmm. Yes. But on the other side of that is, especially in Mountain View, but other departments as well, they're, they're very similar to us. Whenever you are going in to drop off paperwork or meet somebody or a ride along or something like that, keep in mind that every single one of those is an impression. And it's not unusual. Um, our police chief, Max Bozell, is often in the office and he may be behind the desk at records and see you and maybe want to say, oh, hey, you're dropping off applicants and just talk to you for a second. So if you're in, you know, 
some kind of crazy clothing or something, that's an impression that you're leaving, right or wrong. It's an impression that you're leaving. So, you know, if you look at police work, there's a reason why we wear a uniform, right? The uniform is it uh, represents trust, and you know, and the de- and the department and the city and all these kind of things, and that's a professional uh, um, appearance. So it's really important that every time you're coming in, even if it's a something as simple to drop off something for a background investigation that you needed, or you're meeting the backgrounder, right. um, just keep in mind you should be dressing professional. You don't need to be in a suit and tie to meet the backgrounder necessarily, right. but you know you shouldn't be in a tank top and and shorts, you know, as well. A lot of backgrounders are retired police officers, and some have worked for the department you're looking at, and they have, (laughs) you know, they'll have some insight. So, yeah, all great points. Um, Particularly for the interviews, we really we want to know, get to know the person as best we can. Don't need to know so much about their wardrobe. So (laughs) just keep it basic. Keep it basic. Yeah. Yep. And then just to touch on the interview process too. Like the next question was kind of like, what can you do to best prepare yourself? Um, There's in tons of interview skills stuff online and things Eye about contact it. would be a good start yep the one of the best things that you can do though is uh have somebody interview you you mm-hmm. know the basic questions we're probably going to ask i'm not going to give them but it's general there's nothing crazy especially for entry level right but have somebody interview you that can look at you critically as you're talking if you're concerned about that turn your iPhone around or your cell phone around and film yourself answering the questions and then watch it back with a critical eye. And this is what, you know, like PIO school, right? They kind of teach you how to do this stuff. Do they? They did for me. I guess I needed a lot (laughs) of help. (laughs) But, you know, you'll see weird, weird ticks and like, wow, what am I doing with my hands? Like, wow, that came out weird or I'm not making eye contact. I always ask myself that question. What am I doing with my hands? (laughs) So it's amazing, right? But something as simple as that in the interview would be really, really helpful because you don't, you know, you may be thinking you're coming off one way and meanwhile you're leaning to the side and your body language is screaming something else, right? So um, that's, that's very important, I think. Yeah, I, I you can tell when somebody has come into an interview who has practiced, who has taken the time to understand how they present themselves, and and that extends, I think, also once they come to come back to the department if they've gra- successfully graduated the academy, yeah. you can see how they have built themselves to ensure that they are reflecting their best selves, and that's uh, that's I think something that we absolutely look for is that you're constantly able to be the way that you want to be and how you know the department needs you to be yep so as 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 we kind of wrap up a little bit i'd actually like to to end on a positive note for the first time in my life Mm. (laughs) um can we can we talk a a little bit about you know like (laughs) why yeah we need another (laughs) positive sound effect (laughs) glitter (laughs) um why this job is so rewarding i mean whether it's in the 18th century all right or it's like today's policing what is it about this job that 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 makes it so so good well that's going to be different for every person so i'll just relay how i feel about it Perfect. um i remember when i first started i actually came here as a reserve and um there weren't many fto um, officers available to to train me and i had a 40-hour week job already so my hours were kind of limited so um i was paired up with someone who was uh, on the graveyard shift so i would on fridays go to my my day job so to speak come here and then stay out for the graveyard shift with that officer and come the next morning it's been almost a full 24 hours for me but i still felt really good about it because even though you know i was tired and um maybe it was kind of quiet that night not a heck of a lot going on i still felt like we were out there we were doing something 
we were ensuring to the best of our ability that we we're going to take care of the community um, we were going to as i said get between potential victims and those who have criminal intent mm -hmm. um, maybe we help someone um, you know their their child ran off and we were able to to find them not the crime of the century they just were missing for a short time um, all those things to me were always positive so i felt like little by little we're constantly improving our community just by being out there and doing sometimes a lot of little things uh, and i so that's what was very rewarding to me um another person's going to have a different answer for that yep um, but i think it's worth coming out on a ride along like you suggested earlier and kind of seeing what goes on and getting a little bit more realistic perspective versus what's on tv or what video clips are being passed around online that's not true what's on tv <laughs> what <laughs> so those things happen obviously yeah. and you know mountain views we certainly have our moments where uh things are hopping but um uh, a, a lot of days it's a lot of little things and the community appreciates it i i've experienced it myself um mountain view is a great place to work i hope uh, anyone listening gives us a, a serious look yeah and it's same I, I feel the same way like for me it's it's um purpose right it this job is about purpose and it's not about you um and so like for yes. me it was all about it was you know having a purpose and a and a a service mentality um, for me that's satisfying and then you add on top of that or you layer on top of that awesome people interesting people right innovation and all the exciting things that we do um, that's what makes Mountain View uh, that wasn't either one of us oh, that was you man, that wasn't me for once that's oh my coffee God. right there Kevin <laughs> I thought I was doing the right thing by putting it on vibrate wow. <laughs> anyway that's what it's about for me is 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 the the teamwork the camaraderie right but it's really about having a job that really can make a difference right and, and you 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 know that too the the minute that somebody you connect with them on that level and yeah. you can see that your effort is worth it and that you know that happens every day every shift almost every call like yep. that's I, there's no greater feeling we're pretty awesome we are <laughs> I'm just freaking saying, awesome guys I'm just saying. all right <laughs> if so I, if, I don't, if you don't mind oh, i'll add one thing to that i think i was um, gonna punch out right there to, that was it <laughs> to, con to connect to the kind of person uh, we were talking about earlier what what is it about a person that makes them a good officer or wants mm. to be an officer is are they able to uh, gain satisfaction or a sense of accomplishment by what they've done? In other words, I know what I'm doing is the right thing and not I'm not so worried about the external stuff. Mm. Obviously, relationships are important, and I'm not saying that that's not the case with officers, uh, but I do think we kind of have to rely upon ourselves to be able to say that, yes, I've made things a little bit better today. Um, because we don't always hear it uh, from the outside, Love which, it. Yeah. which is okay. It's not the public's responsibility to constantly pat us on the back, right? But being able to say, "I know what I'm doing is right." This I is did a good, good today. Yep, mm -hmm. beautiful. It's All the right. little wins. Well. If you want to learn more and you or and or you have other questions, you can hit us on all the social medias um, that we have. <laughs> sure can. <laughs> uh, and please do. And then uh, disclaimer, uh, like, like I like to say it, everything is if um, if you're in an emergency and you need uh, public safety assistance, fire, police, ambulance immediately, dial 911. 
don't even think about it. Just dial 911 and we'll be there. Um, if it's a non-emergency, you can call us on our non-emergency number, which is... 650-903-6344. We're like pros at this, by Boom. the way. And if uh, you're not sure and you're debating in your mind whether I should call 911 or is this is this an emergency, is it not an emergency, just call 911. We'll sort it out and uh, figure it out from there. Um, it's the same place. It calls Correct. our dispatch center. Uh, and then make sure you uh, continue to poke your computer and look us up uh, on everything. And the recruiting site is um, joinmvpd.com. Mm-hmm. Um, current positions will be on there. Older positions will be on there, too, you can look at. Uh, Just kind of see what we're looking for. Yep, What's our the, flavor? The current stuff that's being posted that's current that we're currently looking for um, throughout the entire city, actually. Um, if you just look up the city of Mountain View, you'll see all the jobs available. Um, but if the police-related ones uh, are of interest to you, you can navigate to that. But they're all on CalOps, which is C-A-L-O-P-P-S dot org, um, and sign up there. And another thing to prepare yourself, create a profile on there right now uh, if you're anticipating potentially applying to something. And we are usually always looking for entry-level um, police officers. We close it and open it. Same with lateral closing and opening it. But there's other openings throughout the department, too, in records yeah. and in uh, dispatch center and for police assistance throughout. And so um, come join us. A handy way to uh, work the CalOps is to request notifications. And then you choose the city that you're interested in. Nice. That way you don't have to keep going back yep. and searching some Dropping of the job announcement goes knowledge. up. You'll get the notification. Boom. Bam. Running. All right. Cool beans. Katie, got anything else? No. All right. We are done. Bye.